Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Carlton Rap Podcast. I'm joined by Ari Stamatokas again as we run through the round four review against the Suns. Pretty raw emotion, this podcast, where it's the same night as the game as we're both up for the EPL later tonight. So, Ari, tell me how you're feeling. First loss of the season. Oh, dejected, I think, is the, the overriding emotion. Now, I'm disappointed and just frustrating because I was I was one of many preaching the the three and oh four and oh five and oh type operations so to not maintain the perfect records frustrating um especially in a game which we probably should have won in terms of pre-game and expectations it was a game which we all thought would be pretty easy final score Gold Coast 13 14 92 Blues 8 14 62 I mean, I guess from start to finish, it was the same type of game. Uh, we got the first two, and look, it looked promising. Yeah. Very nice. Charlie kicked our first. Cameron Boo kicked our second. But we were, Crips, that's right. Yeah. We're off to a good start, and I guess center clearances. That's, that's where it was at. Which, very surprising, considering our main modus operandi um, for the past three games is win the centre at all times and I think perhaps the way we dominated in the opening three rounds in clearances pretty much set a blueprint in terms of how to beat us because the doggies Richmond and Hawthorne pretty much showed the comp what not to do against Carlton so I'm pretty sure the, the Suns I mean I haven't haven't rewatched the game I don't really think I'm going to um, but I'm assuming the Suns probably just did the opposite of what those three teams did and they got on top of us. Well, I guess first quarter, the major event was Cripps went off, left yeah. left a right hamstring, one of the two. And we both said pre-podcast, we think it's a precautionary thing, at least the way, at least his body language after that event, he seemed, he seemed okay and yeah. he walked it off. But I guess something you only feel when you run in. Yeah. I mean, there you go. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I don't like you were about to say, Kelly Underwood was saying four weeks. I mean, I doubt it. Based off the fact that he came off a quarter time and didn't come out for the second half. So, did you see anything within the first quarter that suggested that he may have done? Did you done something? Did you see him hobbling at any stage? Nothing. I mean, nothing that nothing that stood out. I mean, there was that. Yeah. There was the the footage from inside the change room as he's walking past, and he acknowledged it, which he could have changed his walking a bit, but he seemed okay. He walked in, he seemed fine. Even his his mood on the bench was okay. I didn't think he was getting that involved with the players during the game, though. Yeah, um, I don't... I don't. I'm pretty sure he just because he's the captain. It's kind of he's he's ought to um to stay on the bench and be that leader. But like he's, I think that there was footage in the change room of him running. I'm pretty sure that was him testing it to see if he was fit enough. And he seemed like he was running or at least jogging with relative freedom. So hopefully the it, it is purely precautionary. And it's if he, if he's felt something. Let's not risk it because if he does it four, five, six, seven, eight weeks, if he completely rips it, so let's. I'd rather him be out for two, for two or three, and then rather than risk him, risk him being out for for seven or eight. Well, I mean, when Cripps went out, I think it was a major problem straight away that we were yeah we were one down in the midfield, but it did feel like we were two or three down in the midfield. Yeah, I guess we lost that big body. I mean, does does that say anything about the team? Do we rely too much on him? I mean, I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to rely on a player that's got nine Brownlow votes from his first three games, or at least six, right? So it's it's a thing. It's a it's a, you're in a you're in a predicament where he's been so good this season that everything is kind of catering around him because he's so good. Whereas to lose him mid-game kind of unexpectedly 
it does it does change things because I reckon if we'd lost in pre-game or if he was an out like when the teams when the teams were named on Thursday and he, and he was out, I think we would have been like better prepared and um, would have come up with strategies to compensate for him. But to lose him mid-game is I mean if, if you take Patrick Dangerfield out of the Geelong team mid-game or Dustin Martin out of the Richmond team mid-game, it's going to make an impact no matter what, right? Yeah, well, it's. I guess when you you know you talk about it like that, it, you can sort of see it in a better light. Uh, yeah. I think. I mean, I don't think Cripps is the problem. I mean, I guess it was definitely a ruck issue, and yep, we couldn't do a lot. Um, I mean, I, that sort of showed that TDK was, you know, yeah, wasn't really ready for it. Yeah. But what can you do? And the problem is our, you know, our follow-ups. Jack didn't really do that as much in the ruck until the last quarter, I didn't feel. Yeah. I mean, he, I know he, obviously he went in, like around the ground and just some center bounces throughout the game, but he started the fourth quarter in the middle, which it, it shows either one of two things. It shows a little bit of desperation by Voss in terms of let's just change something and let's just put Ted OK in the goal square and see what happens. Or he's losing faith in him, and I really hope it's not the second one. But I think it's just it's a matchup. Like it's Wits falls into that category of Wits, Sean Darcy's these big, powerful ruckmen, right? And then you, and then if say we were versing I don't know St Kilda and Rowan Marshall was the was the ruck, you you'd back TDK more in that because it's pretty much two athletic players got like two players with freak athleticism going against it. Whereas Wits was just able to bully the conning out of, out of the game, which hurt our midfield battle. Like, I mean, it pretty much won them the game because they were able to win every center, every center clearance pretty much. And then go from there. Well, we were talking about, you know, that, that center clearance game, that's, that's what's won us the first three games. And I guess we, that was the first time we've really seen it being taken out of our game plan. That was, a, I, I don't know if we had a plan B. I think we were really caught yeah. off guard. I yeah. Just, yeah. There's nothing evident that we were really comfortable when, you know, when the Suns would get it out, move it forward. We, we just seemed a bit, I don't know, we weren't on the front foot all of the time, yeah. I, I yeah. thought. Yeah, it, it it was alarming when I think it was the Suns' first goal or second goal. They walked it from a kick in, chip kick, chip kick, chip kick, and then a kick inside fifty, and they've got a they've got a mark and a goal. It was that was probably the first red flag, which I don't think the coaching group picked up on, um, and I didn't ever pick up on it until um, after the game. Well, I think it was half time where I saw it on Twitter and stuff. So it's trying to identify it early, and obviously they would have. Had a, they would have had a, their gameplay would have been centered around we're winning the center clearances, right? Because we've done that for the past three weeks. When that doesn't happen, it's the first time that it hasn't happened. So you give them, well, in my opinion, you give them the benefit of the doubt and hope that next week it's not the same story. Well, I thought our game going forward was very risk versus reward, where we would really push up like as as soon as we moved the ball forward we'd push up and yeah. as soon as we turned it over we were completely screwed I, that was where they'd get handball handball over the back kicking side 50 mark goal and I, I i don't know i think it's i think we tried it a bit too much and i think it got to the point where the suns got out i mean I'd say the average margin was around 15 to 20 points that whole game, at least we yeah. were down by. And I think we just, I, I, we were always one goal off really pegging it back. And I think we just, I think we could have played it safer with the time we had, especially in that third quarter. I think we tried to rush it quite a lot. Yeah. I don't know. It's very, it's very interesting just sitting yeah. here and talking to, about a game that hasn't really, you know, hasn't gone our way and, being used to it going our way, it's very hard to dissect when I. It looks like we played terribly, but, and maybe we did, but I, th yeah. I think we just, I think that just nothing really went our way. 
yeah it was it, just a different energy yeah um i think we haven't played a good third quarter for the whole year i remember richmond got a got a foothold of the game after after halftime the doggies started their comeback in the third and then hawthorne I mean, the whole second, this whole second half against Hawthorne was rubbish, right? But I mean, it was that halftime. Like at halftime, we were on um, um, 15 points. I think it was 14 points. And I remember thinking, all right, here's here's the test. Like here is the test. You're down by three goals against a team that you should be beating. No captain, no ruckman. What's this group made of? And then we come out, can see the first three goals, and then game over from there, pretty much. So frustrating in terms of we had that whole break and then within and within a flash pretty much it was gone from us and i think that was the story of the day just everything that they did just the ball bounced the right way the, the right free kicks were given everything we did just couldn't couldn't it just wasn't there like nothing we did like nothing we did went right and yeah, it was. It sucked. It sucked because it just seemed that we could never, we never had a, a a foot in the game from when they hit the front in the first quarter. It seemed from there that they were going to run away with it. Well, statistically, I'm looking here, and we actually dominated. Well, no, no I wouldn't say dominated, but we were winning most of the statistics. I mean, kicks, all your normal disposals, kicks, handballs were in our favour. Inside fifties, Gold Coast sixty four forty eight. Um, which our average is season 56, so a bit lower than usual. Yeah. Um, and 62 points from 48 entries. I mean, I, I, that's not too impressive. Uh, I, 8 14 is not too impressive either, but I, I, you know, I, even a couple more goals in that fourth quarter would have been a couple junk time goals and probably would have made the margin around 20 in the end. Uh, efficiency inside 50, 50, inside 50 was 50%. So better than better than Gold Coast. They were at 46.9. So a lot, yeah, just a lot of things not going right in the end. And the major one, the two major ones, hit outs 52 to 19. That does kill you. It does kill you a lot. Clearances 43 to 27. Which is, it sounds bad, but it's interesting because our average is only 35. So it wasn't actually a lot less than what we're used to. I just don't think we're too efficient. We just weren't really, usually we've seen a, a lot of set plays from the centre stoppages. Yeah. And they know where they want to go. I didn't feel, I didn't feel comfortable watching them today. I like the, the sort of the movement of Hewitt very, very now turning quite a lot, a lot more than yeah. it usually does. It's either a turn to the right, turn to the left, handball, chera, ball in. I don't know, didn't feel yeah. comfortable. Yeah, I think it also was a lack of pressure because maybe not pressure because we did have a lot of tackles, but intent from the midfield. And I think that goes to show with chera having a poor game and Kennedy having an especially poor game. Um, it it just didn't work from the middle and the the mid your midfield set your tone. And Anderson had a great game. Rao was very good. Took Miller. I mean, is star, right? And then Wits absolutely killed us. So everything like yeah, it just seemed that their game plan just fitted perfectly into ours. We, it was a perfect game if you're a Gold Coast supporter or a or a coach. It, you couldn't have panned it out any better for them and I mean, you have to give credit where credit's due because they've got some talented players on their list and they haven't really been able to put it together. But if they can play, if they can play like that for for the majority of the season, then they'll be they'll be up there. Maybe not this season, but definitely next season they'll be up there. But it's uh, yeah, considering how dominant our midfield has been, to see him get smashed at the contest is very disappointing. I want to talk about a bit of a funny moment. What did you think of Casbolt when he kicked that goal and pulls the jumper? I just want to know what you thought because I uh, still haven't even like thought. I just watched it and I was like, like, what have I just, what have I, I just said? Yeah, so I turned to my brother at that stage and I just laughed because I was like, all right, mate, 
you play for Gold Coast. Like, if he was grabbing, like, the, I don't know, like, the Geelong jumper or the Hawthorne jumper or, like, the Port Adelaide jumper, like, a jumper with heritage and with, like, pride, I'd be like, all right, fine, like, piss off type thing. But you're grabbing the Gold Coast jumper. Like, relax. Relax. Like, I love you. I love you. And I've given you too many chances because you were shit for a lot of the time you were here. But I love you. But piss off. It's Gold Coast. Relax. Well, that's, I mean, that's the sort of thing I was like, like, good on you. Fair enough. Yeah. Make yeah, a statement. Fair, yeah. But it holds the same value as kissing a Melbourne City badge. Yeah. It literally. means nothing. Literally. It means nothing. It means nothing. It doesn't mean nothing. There's no value for that club. You yeah. are. Uh, yeah. I there know. was, I, I it, it didn't, it, I think the intention of that was to piss Carlton fans off. It didn't piss me off. It just made me laugh. So I don't think he meant like a, he definitely didn't achieve what he was going to meant to achieve from that. But um, I, I think the commentary made it really awkward. I don't know. I was yeah like, because it was meant to be this real like statement like oh, then, yeah, I'm a Gold Coast player and then everyone's like who gives a shit? No one cares. <laughs> that was funny, mate. I thought it was a very interesting moment in the context of the game and be surprised. I, I think he only kicked one goal. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see if he kicked another one. Uh, we'll move on to players. I mean, and with what we've said about the game, I think, is what most of us are feeling. And I guess because it's just, you know, the night after the game, it's hard to really dissect it properly. We'll move on to the players. I mean, let's start with who impressed. I know it's hard to talk about it after a loss. It's always hard to sit here and think of people who stood out. Harry had... He had quite a good game. He just didn't Weird game, make, the, yeah. But he just didn't make like the impact. Uh, he felt like he was where he should be. Just didn't do much with it. Two three yeah. in the end. Yeah, I mean, if you, if, yeah. you, if if that's four one, it's different story type thing. But um, yeah, yeah I think Har- Harry and Charlie just were. I don't know. Just something was off. Despite them getting in the right positions having set shots in gettable positions, just something seemed off with them. And, um, yeah, which is something after the Western Bulldogs game, which they kicked, went berserk in both of them. You'd want to see that type of performance, not every week, because kicking like kicking nine between them every week's not attainable, right? But they, I felt like they could have had more of an impact than they did. Well, I mean, I've, this is what I've sort of gathered with Charlie is that he plays a different type of game each week. I'm sort of he, he either has a really big impact where he'll like find himself in every position he needs to be in, which is that Bulldogs game, or he'll have more of a quiet role where he'll be more of a ground ball getter and find himself more around the contest and not leading. And yeah. He just, yeah, he just, he, he seemed like he was trying to do those two things combined tonight. And there were times where both him and Harry were going for the ball. and Yeah. It's, something, something just didn't click tonight. I, I don't it was, yeah, it's one of those things which we, which I'm going to go back to a lot is nothing went right. Like nothing went right. And hopefully, I mean, we'll touch on the the. the um, poor game later on, but hopefully it's not a pa- pattern which we see too often. Ho- hopefully, it's one of those games which we'll look back on in six, eight weeks' time and think, "Oh fuck, well that was the that was the only game which we we dropped, and it was like, oh well, like it was one of those games." Zach Williams is our top disposal getter on the afternoon twilight. Thirty six touches. I'm looking at his disposal efficiency, 72%, which is pretty good. I oh. think that's around 26 effective touches. Yep. Just top of my head, I think that's right. No, that. So that is bang on correct, sir. Yes, uh, I think he, he played his role well. I mean, there's so much he could really do and make a significant impact to change the game. He, him and Saad, uh, Saad, Saad was pretty good. Yeah, so I was good. We'll keep on Williams, but we'll go to Saab. But yeah, uh, Williams, I was relatively impressed with. I think he stood up. He got it. He got his hands on the ball, especially when we're sort of stuck in that back pocket. He always was a relief handball, and 
created a bit of a pocket to get out. Yeah. Or your thoughts on him in the end? He best best game in a Carlton top, maybe. It'd be one of his better ones, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a very um, what's the word? He, he takes risks. He, yeah. he he likes to dare to take the. He, he bites the bullet a lot with his kicks, and he had six clangers today. But I don't necessarily mind that if it's a trying to hit a forty-five, which if it lands, we're out. I'm going to hit a goal. Obviously, you don't want that every time because that's that's turnover central, right? But if he goes for them, and I think he's capable enough to hit them more than he doesn't. If he goes for them. It seems that it, there's a pattern emerging with how he plays and where he's kicking and who he's kicking to. So I thought he found the pill exceptionally well. I thought he used it pretty well. Defensively, I thought he did his role. I think he was pretty accountable for his for his man. Um, probably our best on him and Saad, I reckon, are to our two main ones. But, um, yeah, pretty happy with his performance and hopefully it's one of many... And hopefully it's one of many in games we win. So, because I reckon if we had won this game and he had that performance, we'd be lording him and saying, "Yeah." So, well, we start. We'll move to start and talk about defenders because we were talking about this before and certain players. So, uh, Saad had a pretty good game, and and I think when we look at the whole defensive group, I think most of our goals conceded came off the midfield. If that makes any sense, like the, the goals conceded Transition. were transition goals. I don't think it was a real poor defensive game in that sense. I just think we we got killed in the midfield and one thing fails, usually the next thing fails. So Saad, Saad played pretty well, had a couple of good moments. I mean, he's when he gets running, he's very tricky. He's very yeah. tricky to play on and he can provide such good passages. It's just unfortunate we didn't really make the most out of it. I think we I don't know, sometimes I look at a player like Sard and think, geez, you could really really get a lot out of this guy and make a lot more you could probably create set plays around a, t- a player like Sard, purely yeah. based off speed. Yeah, he's like our quickest player in the comp, he'd be up there. Nearly, I mean he's, yeah. he's rapid, so um, he was the, he was the only player really giving us that dare and that real aggression of halfback because Williams was always a kick behind the ball, if that makes sense, whereas yeah. Saad was pretty much on the ball in terms of around the vicinity where he could get the release handball and go. Um, yeah, when he gets going, he's lightning fast. And that's something we need to free up because he could be a real weapon. Um, and maybe not even... Like, he doesn't have to kick the goals himself, but if he can take the ball maybe 80 metres out or maybe 60, 70 metres out from our defensive goal and then carry that 30, 40 metres and then get it deep inside 50. It's a, it's a, he's a very useful and um, he's a big asset when he gets going and we saw that today. Well, especially on those skinnier grounds as well, like Marvel and against the Bulldogs, he makes a lot of ground really quickly. Yeah. Let's move on to one of your favourites, Lockie Plowman. So we okay, we were talking before and we said, look, if Plowman, this is the, as soon as we lose, people are on to, on to Plow, no matter how good he plays. And, and, you know, like, you know, I've said this before, like, I, I, don't, I don't love Plow, I don't hate Plow. Like, I, I would, I rate him like he's a good player. I think he's got a really good footy mind. But seriously, the, for people to come out of that game and say that and and point him out, yeah, and I, I, I don't think he did anything that was like a holy shit, like get him out of this team. I thought it was pretty poor calls, to be quite honest. Yeah, I'm looking now, 89 percent disposal efficiency, the second highest next to Hewitt. Like, how? Yeah. I, I don't know. He. he... It wasn't our best. It wasn't, wasn't, no. wasn't our worst. It's, Potentially wasn't in our top 10 players. But do you really expect a, a, a lockdown, a lockdown defender who, whose job isn't really to have rebound 50s to be in your top 10 players? I thought, I, I know this is going to be... There's very, this is going to divide opinion and there's been very... Um, 
different opinions to mine, but I thought he was I thought he played a fine game today. I thought he was just smack down the middle, smack down the middle a five out of ten today because I thought he hit the contest hard. I thought he was accountable in defence, and yeah, he didn't use the ball well, but you've got Saad, Williams, Doherty, Newman to do that for you, and even Jack Boydering. Like he doesn't, in my opinion, he does not need to have that 16, 15, 17 touches a game going at 80 plus percent, having score involvement. Like he doesn't need to do that. Um, yeah, I think he's a victim of he's a victim of trauma in a way because we've been not conditioned, but it's easier to find a scapegoat and pick out one player than it is to blame a whole team and blame some of your favourites. Like, I don't think I've seen one person criticise Matt Kennedy. Like, m- maybe that's that's overdramatic, but the criticism on Lockie Plowman has been far greater than the criticism on Matt Kennedy. And I know yeah. different circumstances. This is Kennedy's once-in-a-blue-moon bad game, whereas Plowman has been susceptible to below-par performances over the past couple of years. But... I think Kennedy's game was much worse and he had a much bigger negative impact on the game. And I love Kennedy. I yeah. love him. I yeah. think he, he like he indeed himself to me last year when he was the only player, well, him and Walsh were the only players to give a shit for the last six weeks of the season, right? So, and, and, and his first three rounds have been phenomenal, like absolutely exceptional. But you have to, you have to play it when it's there. And, Personally, Plowman was okay today. Players like a Matt Kennedy and a Jack New- and a Jack Martin were below par. But again, he's a he's a victim of trauma, like Plowman. But it is what it is. Um, with that saying, I don't think he's best twenty-two. Everyone being fit, I think. I think if he's in that twenty-six, like the twenty-two to twenty-six. Po- sixth best player i think we're in a pretty good spot um similar similar to like jack Nunes and the like but um i think it's yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i don't really yeah, there's, there's much more to say i i just I, I don't know i just came out of that and thought look they all played pretty average that back line and you know like we said with kennedy most of those goals came from the middle if you're going yep. to point out someone and look like you know we Kennedy's been terrific, but if you you're looking at this individual game, he's probably one of those players who probably let through a, a couple goals. Yeah. So I, I just think it was a bit harsh to look at individuals in that back line, and no one stood out. No one stood out terrifically unless you look at your Willie at, at Zach Williams. He's the only one you could pass off. Uh, Marvia Chole and a kick three. And I'm sure everyone thought this. Malcolm Roses, who is this guy, and why is he having a field day against us? It's what it's, we do. It's always one of them. It's it's what we do. We we give players careers. We're a charity. Come on. I just that, I, that, I, that's why I said so pre-recording, right? That's why I said next week Finlayson's going to come in and kick eight because that's what we do. We give careers to players. We give our contracts. That's what we do. And Roses now now he's an AFL player out of, like out of nowhere. I seriously don't understand. I I had no clue who this bloke was. I just that's what we do. Oh, David Teague has has imprinted. I mean, it's not even Teague. We did it under Bolton as well. Yeah. And just, even bro, we've done it since Ratten. We just give players careers. It's because we're nice. That's what we do. That's it. Nice. Terrible. <laughs> we'll move on, Jack Martin. I think we can probably all agree it needs a bit of time in the reserves. And I, I, I just look. I didn't think he was terrible, but I, I think I sort of after the third quarter, I sort of stopped paying attention like heaps. I, I, I yeah, yes. Sir. I, I don't know. He was yeah, just, I, I wasn't he just isn't that. making enough. He's just not doing enough. Like, he actually gets his hands on the ball. He just doesn't do a lot yeah, with yeah. it. Like, yeah. he's one of those players. If if you put Jack Martin into Melbourne and allow him to be what he is, he could be one of the best players in the comp because he's so talented, but he just – he's luxury, right? And we haven't found a system that can accommodate him yet. And we saw in the in the Richmond game, he pretty much won us the game 
he was ridiculous in that last yeah. quarter. Very influential. He has those moments and he has those quarters where he can rip a game apart. Today wasn't his day and he doesn't. His day is very sparse, but it's it's a, he is the beneficiary of a good system. Once we get our system, because our system's good, it's not perfect, as we saw today, we got carved open and we couldn't score. Once we get our system fine-tuned and nailed and it's a top four system which we think that we can create from the players that we've got, I think Jack Martin will then start to come into his own because he's, he's a luxury player, he's a burst player who isn't going to provide you that four-quarter effort. And we and we, we knew that when we got him because that's what he was. That's what we were buying. Like It's not like a Mitch McGovern where we thought we were buying a, a forward and now he's an All-Australian defender. All-Australian. Um <laughs> I think all Australian, he'll be anyway. Um, we bought Jack Martin for what he is, and we just need to find the system to accommodate him, which hopefully is sooner rather than later, because he, he was, I'm not sure if he still is, but he was on Big Buck, so. Oh, you'd think he still is, honestly. I, I, I was like, and even from that round one game, 20... 20, yeah, like, I mean, just straight away. He's got a very good presence on the football field. Uh, look, I, I think it's probably not the worst week for him to have a week off next week because Port's back line is pretty tall against, I mean, compared to most back lines in the comp, they've got a pretty tall back line. So it wouldn't be the worst to have an extra, uh, a, a real small there to just crumb and we'd probably beat him a lot more on the ground than we would in the air. That's my prediction, at least for next week. And let's look forward. I mean, let's just talk about a lot of things. I think, you know, I'm sure a lot of people tuned into Terry's fan cams. I think a lot of people are sort of, the main thing going into next week is this will show us what they're really made of. I'm thinking of a lot of things. I'm thinking media pressure because this will be like quite huge. And I said to you, Pre podcast, I said, like, oh, this will be really embarrassing for them to lose. Yeah. Because I do, like, personally, I, I don't rate Port Adelaide. I, 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 I mean, they're 0 and 4 for a reason. The, I don't know, like, the secondhand embarrassment of walking it. Like, I mean, I can't go on Sunday, but just watching and being like, oh my God, we just made them 1 and 4. We have to win. Like we have to win, yeah. Have to win. You have to win it. it, it non, oh, I was going to say non-negotiable, but it's got to be close to if it isn't, right? Because I, I think it's non-negotiable. Uh, I don't. But they met the prelim last year. Like, uh, yeah, it's 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 a thing of th- this this game does one of two things. It kills their season off, and pretty, and almost sacks Kenny Inglis. Or it reinvigorates them and they make finals. Does one of two things. Because for us, for us, if we lose, not the end of the world in terms of yeah. we're three and two, we've beaten good sides, like that type of thing. We can rebound. Yeah. If Port lose, season done. If they win, they're back on track. So, and we know that they're going to be coming in red hot because they were. They were embarrassed last week against, or this week against Melbourne. So, and they were embarrassed. In, well, they, they weren't embarrassed in the showdown, but they should have won that game. So, they're going to be coming out looking for blood, and we got to be on from minute one because they they weren't. Let, there's going to be no give in that game. There's going to be no give. That's going to be real. That's going to be intense. That game really intense. It, it's. I'm glad it's in Melbourne. I mean, Same. if it was in Adelaide, look, it shouldn't be that way when we're still thinking, oh, it's in Adelaide, it's a loss. Like, you well, should we, still be wanting to go over there and win. We can't play electric on, so. It's, <laughs> it's still very relieving it's in Melbourne. I'm just, I'm never ever confident against them. And I don't, I don't rate them as a team, but they're still better than us in I still think they have a better list than us, to be quite honest. I mean, I guess it's taken them to two prelims. Yeah. I just don't think it's been – they just haven't clicked this season. I still think the individuals in that team, yeah. at least maybe they've leveled down a bit, but 
They know what it takes they're, to win. Yeah. I mean, their guns are some of the best. Like, you look at Grey, um, Grey, Boak, Wines, like that. Maybe not midfield Grey, but like Boak, Wines, very good. And then I'm hearing rumours that Grey might be back, I think. And a Leo Leo has made some sort of resurrection and he'll be back as well. So oh, they'll be back, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Right. They'll be back. Finn Mason will come in and kick eight. I can guarantee. Chad, Chad Wingard was meant to be out for three weeks and he came back against there you us. Go. There, you just, go. there you go. Um, back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully Dixon doesn't start get it like gets a prosthetic leg and plays. I think he's out definitively. I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah, they've really um, been exposed with their lack of Dixon and Elia. I think they've, like, with Dixon, they've got no one forward. And with Aaliyah, they're struggling with the contest forward, like the forward 50 when it, when it comes in, when the heat's on. They don't have that one, that bloke that can just come in, punch it over, or take an instant mark. So, again, the midfield battle is huge because they got smacked in the midfield battle against Hawthorne. I mean, no, they dominated the midfield battle against Hawthorne, but they couldn't capitalise. So if we just take away that, form of offense or that score launch type situation we can really kick on from there and i do think i'm assuming crips will be will miss i'm assuming that based on the fact that he was subbed out so now we have a full week of preparation against a very good midfield without crips let's see what chara hewitt kennedy walsh Maybe it's time for Paddy dow maybe it's time for liam maybe not liam soccer but definitely definitely Paddy dow I'd be shocked if he's not included straight for Crips, assuming he's out. So it's going to be a very interesting game. Hopefully, hopefully we can turn up. We need to turn up. Well, I mean, we talk about lucky. I mean, you sort of spoke about a key to the game. I think. Look, I mean, I watched. I'd say fifty percent of that Melbourne game. I think it's important. I reckon it would probably be very important to play a smaller forward line purely because as soon as Mick got brought into Melbourne's forward line, they wanted to bring it to ground straight away. They were, yeah, that was, they were very prominent with that. I hope Durden comes back in. And I know it was COVID-related, but honestly, you never know anymore. And, yeah. the, and the, the thing with that is you never know who's actually going to go out. I'm sure there'll be someone they, who you don't yeah. expect to go out yeah. who will leave. So... Yes. I think a small forward line is the way to go. Not yeah. all, not all smalls, but yeah. I mean, do you bring Pito back in? I mean, if he's fit, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to. But then again, does that? How does that work? Do you take him out for the coning, or do you bring? Do you make your side taller? Because because we'll, um, who's there, Ruckman? I actually don't know. Uh, uh, life sets out. So. Life. Yeah, I, he's out. I think. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They're back up. I think Laddams. Is it Laddams? Didn't he leave? I think he left. I think I'd see him. Left. Did he? Oh, who, yeah. who knows? Oh, this, isn't, knows. This, isn't, this isn't. This isn't. This isn't. This isn't the pair. So we don't know. <laughs> Apologies. Um. So yeah, probably. I don't know. Jay Schultz will play full forward. Fuck it. Who knows? Um, yeah, but I reckon, I think Pito proved, I mean, it was, it was shown today how important Pito is. So I think you do make that change. I think you do bring in Dow, assuming Crips is out. And I think Durden's in, I mean, Lockie Fogarty didn't play that well today. No, he didn't play too great. So maybe that's an option. It's, it's tricky. Um, what are the conditions like? Because if it's going to be wet, rainy, and horrible, then you'd think. I mean, so it says twenty six and sunny. So, right. I mean, yeah, it's so tough. But I'll tell you another thing. This game is so crucial for both teams, but it's pretty crucial externally. Do you, do you reckon? I pose this question to you. Do you reckon within the four walls? that the hype around this game is going to be the same as it is externally? Oh, that's that's interesting. I think Port Adelaide, yes. I think us, no. And that's probably just Boss's mindset. I think he'll he'll try to drive out, like, the hype a lot. Yeah. Like, I think it will be very business-based. Like, you will yeah, be just walking, do your job. 
you get your four points you get out not not like whereas Port Adelaide I could imagine it's oh boys you 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 fucked this up it's it's season over yeah. you win or oh, you're gonna put you put like I I think you got two different camps in a way yeah so it's it's interesting and look this is a it, it's like it's even just a weird time slot. Like it's just not One f- on like a, yeah. Like it's just not even the right like setting for it. it just feels like a. I mean, we we got sixty six thousand against the Hawks, so hopefully that it can be similar. Well, a bit of news relating to that that we're meant to be getting some prime time slots in the next. There you go. Next batch of fixtures apparently <laughs> finalised next week. But actually, I just want to go back a bit, completely changing off. We were talking about lineups. We didn't talk about Lewis Young, and I th- think he played extremely poor. Now I think about it. It wasn't he, his best game. I don't know if that's a. It's weird. Last uh, week, he, last week I thought he played well. Yeah. Is that? Do you agree with that? Oh, uh, to be honest, I didn't watch a lot of last week's games, so I can't make a very good judgment on that. Okay. La- he last week he played well for his role like if i think if you if you ask most fans how did gushang play they would have said yeah he played right he played fine didn't do anything great didn't do anything below par had some fantastic moments took some good marks came into his own as the game progressed now today he was poor now is that a conditions based thing obviously we know the gold coast is very dewy especially as it gets then the the later it is the worse it is in terms of conditions obviously it's going to be 110 sunday sunday although not a glare in the sky hopefully so that does lend itself to a more key defender friendly game um yeah hopefully it can rebound because he is battling with oscar mcdonald for that spot so who, but we, assuming both are fit, who do you pick right now? Out of OMAC and Lewis Young. Yeah. Uh, uh, it depends who their opponent is next week. And I can't even, I, the problem is I can't think of that off the top of my head. But It'd be probably be probably Marshall, Georgiades, and Finlayson. Should he? Oh, no, Finlayson kicks six in the sandfall. So I'm assuming he'll come in. If it's Finlayson, probably OMAC. I think he's just a bit too inexperienced, Jan. But I don't know. That's a problem. I, I don't. I don't think I have a full judgment of him yet. Yeah. And he he's still young. And I think, literally. Is but, he? Um, so, is yeah, he? How, how old is Lewis? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's. Oh, actually, I'm not even going to take a guess, just in case right. I'm completely off. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll get it. On. I'm. I'm going to say. Oh, he looks. And he looks no older than 23. Mm, okay. I'm going to go with 22. He is. 23. 23. Right. Close enough. Um, yeah, so he, he, he's Lewis Young. So I think, I mean, oh, fuck, it, it's really tough because yeah. you probably you can't go in with all three. I don't think that's viable, especially Young and McDonald. I do think, you, I do think Dove... OMAC or Young and Weedering works. And I think OMAC, Young and Gov should Weedering drop. I think as cross he doesn't. But should Weedering drop out, I do think you can play Young and McDonald together with Gov. I think it would be slightly weaker, obviously. Yeah. But I think that is, you can do that. And then I don't think you can play Weedering, Gov, Weedering OMAC, Young. I don't think you can do that. No, I. I, 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 I would. Ra- I would. I would rather have Kemp, Plowman, Newman, even playing that third tour or that intercept play. Yeah. Well, how far away is Gov? You know, I, they I said three or four weeks, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and uh, was that at the end of round no. two? Yeah. So, that, so he's missed two. So you think maybe the. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be next week. No, no. unless yeah. unless he does a Chadwick esque return. 
Come on, Andrew Russell. You're on. You're on sixty-five million dollars a year, apparently. Maybe if, if Chad Wingard can make a one-week recovery, if Tom Hickey can make a one-week recovery for a six-week injury, or in Yeah, yeah. PCL is back in one week. One week. Well, didn't Trent, didn't Trent McKenzie like do do his knee and then play the next week and then got injured again? I don't. I don't remember Trent. Mackenzie doing that, but I'm sure he did. It was this. It was earlier this year. I don't it was know. Early, oh. It was up around one. Anyway, that Fingers reminds crossed. me of. Yeah, that reminds me of some things. Yes, yeah. just I, I remember completely unrelated. Novak Djokovic apparently tore his abdomen in a match like two years ago, and then played out the rest of the game and won. And then he was like, oh, "I'm fine." So, mate, these 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 sports stars do some miraculous recovery. Yeah, they do some weird things, mate. Yeah end up in some documentary and we're meant to believe all of them. Yeah. So, Sports stars are the, are the pinnacle of society. We know that. Final predictions. Um, look, uh, look, what's your major key to the game and what's your final prediction? Major key to the game is to not give a contract out to another husband. That Well, yeah, that would help. That's true. Yeah. But I reckon, on a serious note, the mid, obviously the midfield battle is massive, and I want to see how the midfield respond, because now again we're assuming no crips from the get go, so there will there's no excuse to be like, oh, we're missing our captain. You had a whole week to prepare for that, um, and now and then also should Pido miss again, you've got a whole week to prepare for that as well. So to see how the midfield respond, and see how the 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 keys. I mean, Charlie and Harry to see how they respond because they were they weren't as impactful as they potentially could have been um, today. So if they can respond and, and kick do kick eight nine between them, they will they will go a long way. Um, and yeah, the midfield battle is huge. I also wouldn't mind seeing someone go to Ollie Wines. I know he's, he's out. He's out. Yeah, he's oh, yeah, the, yeah, the the heart condition or something. That, so he's two, three weeks. He's out. Okay, so that makes it a lot easier. But, uh, it, kill, ma- but it kills that we don't have Crips because it's like yeah, yeah. You lost. But anyway, so maybe okay, maybe okay, you, don't, you don't send someone to to wines because that would be really unfair. If you just had someone following him, but you yeah. I mean, I, I was surprised that Hewitt didn't go to talk straight away from. They put. I saw Hewitt on Real at some stoppages. I was a little bit fifty-fifty as to why that that happened. But yeah, to 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 stop rambling, it's midfield battle to how they respond and to see how Charlie and Harry respond. What about what about on your end? Well, no. Firstly, pretty well. Who wins it by how much? <laughs> um, Carl win. I want to put my neck on the line. I said 48 points this week. So I was nearly 70 points off. I've, I've, I've gone real... I've, so round one and two, I went cautious. I went under under two, two, two three goals. Against Hawthorne, I went, I think, 50 points. Against uh, Gold Coast, I went like 40. So I'm going to go Carlton by three points. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> My... okay, and it's going to be um, Jack Silvani after the siren. After the siren, yeah, to stick it to Robbie Gray. This, if if that happens, this clip's going absolutely. <laughs> I imagine absolutely viral. Imagine, imagine, mate. I don't think the G would hear noise like that ever again. It'd be insane. Absolutely insane. To be fair, we have a good record on Easter Sunday. Uh, do we? I, don't. I think so. Because oh, I, I, I just haven't. I, I can never go to it. We beat Bulldogs by. Oh, this is twenty nineteen. We beat yes. Bulldogs in that game where we kicked a hundred. Yeah, Walsh after the, Walsh the siren. siren. Yeah. Twenty twenty must have been locked down. Yeah. Twenty one was. was the Frio smashing. Yeah, it was. So we have a good record, at least for the last couple of years. Anyway, so I'll quickly move on. My key. I think we need to beat them early. I reckon scoreboard pressure will kill them straight away. Their confidence yeah, is okay. already rock bottom. So you kill them straight away, they'll know. They'll know yeah, it's yeah. 
taken but out. You, yeah, yeah, you can't do a Hawthorne and get and up. And yeah, back in. Foot on throw, yeah. yeah. Uh, tip. Yeah, look, I think Port always always find a way against us. Oh, and confidence, please. No, but look, and this is with footy tipping, I never tip us because it's, I don't know what the word, it's like, you know, double double positive, whatever it is, where yeah. like you get, so, so your team tip, loses, you get a tip. Yeah, yeah. So I always so, tip against. Yeah, so for those who don't know, it's if you tip for your own team, you either, your team wins and you get a tip or your team loses and you lose a tip, where if it's tip against, there's, it's a win-win. So. Exactly. So, look, uh, I wish we should win. But I am I'm I'm traumatized. Look, I, I like I don't. <laughs> I see Port Adelaide and I think yeah, sick that they're going to beat us by like a really shitty like three to four goals that yeah. makes the score look like yeah, we've been in the game, but yeah, we like haven't. Forty points halfway through the last, but then like we get three in a row. Kick three. I don't know. I'm if we're up at half time. We win by 14. If we're down at half time, we lose by quite a lot. By okay. like 30. That's the way I see it. I think it would yeah, well, yeah, okay. be who gets on top quicker. I don't think it's a game, it will be a game where a team comes back from a margin. I think whoever gets on top will stay on top. Yep. I, I think that's that's a possibility. Also, the third quarter is massive because we've. I, I, I don't think we've won a third quarter. We definitely do win today. We barely won any quarters. I mean, I'm yeah, I know. Yeah, we really won a quarter every game and just win the game. Um, except today, of course. But um, yeah, I think I, I I agree with the whoever stays on top, or whoever gets on top stays on top, and hopefully we can do what we did against Hawthorne and kick what was it seven, eight of the first seven or seven of the first eight. Fingers crossed. Oh, That'd be handy, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, the more we talk about it, the worse I feel. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, the just the more anxious you get. It's 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 oh. well now it's Monday. Well, it's Sunday, but yeah, and I'm already nervous about a game that's happening in a week. In a week. So, great. This is going to be the longest week. Oh God. Who knows? Weeks a long time. If it is this. a week. This time a week ago, we were thinking, "Fuck, flag is my top four. In, in I, flag. I hated that we played on us. I swear it didn't feel like we played last Sunday. It felt like an eternity ago. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't mind Sunday because then if we lose, it's like like tomorrow. Yeah, it's yeah. like tomorrow I wake up, I've got things to do, and then like Tuesday I've got uni, so That's it's right. right. I'll go get my mind off it. Whereas if we lose on a Thursday night, right. it's like I've got to I've got to watch the whole weekend of footy, watching other teams win, and thinking why That's can't it. my team do that? Okay, right. there you go. Well, thank you for joining me. It was a good, thank good little, good little chat, and hopefully, yeah. all the listeners, hopefully, we've boosted your mood after a, a shit know, performance. Shit performance, but look, we look forward. And to be honest, we haven't been in this position where I would take three and one over two and two and two or one and three. So exactly. Fingers crossed. Let me know what your thoughts were of the round four clash and what is what are your predictions for round five thank you for joining me ari thanks for having me and until then go blues can't please